0: Welcome back to another episode of the Jacob Johnston Show. The only show note I have up front is that there's not going to be a video version of the show tomorrow. So if you're not already, go ahead to wherever it is you subscribe to podcast and subscribe to the audio version of the show so that you never miss an episode, never miss an update. All right, enough about that. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So the Democrats, despite all of their claims of being on the right side of history, know that they're not. One, because history shows us that the Democrats are always on the wrong side of history. But also those who believe themselves to be on the right side of history don't need to go through and engage in so much lies and deception, don't need to hide from the American public, do everything in the cover of darkness and... As an example of that, we take a look at the public school systems, where instead of education, the left is focused on indoctrination. Some of it is very overt, and some of it is done through subliminal messaging to gaslight the children in order to engage in the indoctrination so that they raise nothing but Democrats, who I believe it was Sergei Yoganoff back in the 1980s, Talked about, you know, brainwashing our ideological subversion, where no matter how much facts, data, science, statistics that you present to them, they will be completely unable to come to any reasonable, sensible conclusions. And we see that as there's a generation of kids being raised that can't even tell the difference between a boy and a girl, no matter how much facts, data, and evidence that you can show them showing this is a boy, this is a girl. And there's another story that has come up here regarding the public education system that shows just how disgusting the left is in their gaslighting and indoctrination. So done in a recent school here is a question uh, that kids have gotten, and this is being reported by the blaze as well as a photo from Twitter. Last week, a social science teacher at Whitney High School in Rockland, California, administered a quiz that asked students to identify a complete group of idiots, providing the answer choices as the KKK, all of Florida, Fox News, and Texas. And the image of the question went viral on social media. Now, I do believe that the intent of the question, of the test, uh, were to ridicule students who have conservative beliefs. And that is exactly right here. See, this is part of the subliminal messaging. And that is, you list the KKK alongside a bunch of conservative groups, or alongside those who are viewed as traditionally conservative. And so, what is the subliminal messaging? The KKK, is right wing. You know, the, K- the Republicans are racist and KKK. That is the subliminal messaging that they are trying to go off here. And also the only options for a complete group of idiots uh, outside of the KKK is all conservative groups. So what they're trying to do here is, with the subliminal messaging is to d- tell the kids that, hey, Republicans are idiots and white supremacists. Now, if they wanted to try and be more fair here, they would have listed Democrat groups if they wanted to be able to go through and give kids the option. You know, you could list Democrat groups and conservative groups and ask which one's the idiots. But there is still the problem with that as the teacher controls what the answers are allowed to be in order to get a correct answer. If they go off and they point out any liberal groups, oh, that'll be wrong. They'll get points marked off their test but they will only be rewarded for conservative groups. Now here, I hope, I hope the answer on this particular question is the KKK as a complete group of idiots. But what the left is trying to do is associate that with Republicans, with conservatives, even though the KKK was a Democrat group, just like Black Lives Matter. It was only uh, supported by, membered by, and funded by the Democrats. And it has never been part of the Republican Party or the conservative movement. The, they have never been accepted into the party. They are in no way associated. In fact, if you look at the KKK today and you take a look at the Democrat platform, the KKK and the white supremacy group still line up 99% of their views with the Democrats. But they're tr- trying to go off and rewrite history, trying to expunge from the record books how the Democrats were the only ones who have ever had any association with the KKK and trying to rewrite it just like they're they go out there and lie about the southern strategy which has been debunked in every way shape or form but this is part of what's going on in the public education system the subtle and not so subtle gaslighting the indoctrination the subliminal messaging in order to get to that ideological subversion that Yorgay Serganov was talking about, where the brainwashing gets so complete that no amount of facts, data, and evidence, even on something as simple as this is a boy, this is a girl, will ever be able to be comprehended by those going through the public education system and no amount of scientific evidence will allow them to come to any reasonable rational conclusions. And yet, these people are the same people that want to go off and talk about climate change as if it's man-made, instead of a natural process that has been going on since the existence and first formation of the planet. All right, so beyond that, beyond the complete disgrace that the left has turned the public education system into, we got some other news here one of them going to an Obama era judge as the Democrats continue to go through and lie to the American people, but also to abuse their positions in government, not to actually govern, but to use the power of government to target their political opponents. And so I go through here, this is related to the January 6th committee and a ruling that came out from an Obama appointed judge
1: yeah I don't think there's any doubt Don, that this is a significant victory for the January 6th Select Committee uh, they have interest in hundreds of documents uh, from the Trump administration that occurred in and around the January 6th attack uh, that includes call logs uh, visitor logs and includes some of the documents uh, that were uh, that were created uh, during uh, the Trump administration's time in office and also even handwritten notes uh, that the president himself uh, had authored uh, during that time frame uh, and in her ruling the Judge made it very clear uh, that when weighing this kind of balance between executive privilege and the public interest, that the public interest was much more important. She wrote, quote, the court holds that the public interest lies in permitting, not enjoining, the combined will of the legislative and executive branches to study the events that led to and occurred on January 6th and to consider legislation to prevent such
0: events from ever occurring again. Now, this is the same kind of crap and rationalization now that allowed the Democrats to go through and hold all of these hearings and subpoena all whole bunch of documents related to the now debunked Trump Russia hoax, where they tried to use the Steele dossier as a predicate to be able to go off and really crack down uh, with the Mueller probe and trying to go off and get a whole bunch of documents from Trump and Trump associated people because, you know, there's a legislative interest of, you know, how do we prevent, you know, foreign interference in our elections? And it turned out that it was a complete hoax that the Democrats themselves made it up, paid a Russian disinformation specialist. So the only actual interference was the Democrats colluding with foreign nationals and groups in order to try and sway the election. And so they're now trying to go off. And by the way, the committee is staffed with the same group of people that were promoting, pushing, and really gaslighting the country by pushing the debunked steel dossier, trying to convince us that Trump was, you know, in the back pocket of Vladimir Putin and the Russians. And but when it comes to the January 6th and them going through and saying, well, there's a public interest in this, you know, uh, in order to prevent such a thing from happening again, the problem is there is no association between January 6th and President Trump. There is no evidence. There is no connection between, you know, Trump and what he was doing or the activities that he was engaged in and people riding on January 6th. In fact, if you take a look at all publicly available information, Trump was telling people not to riot, not to get violent. He was talking about how they must remain peaceful, specifically stating peacefully protest. Now, I can understand where maybe the people on January 6th were kind of confused about the word peaceful protest. After taking a look at the Democrats over the entire year of 2020, burning down major cities, uh, police stations and attacking groups while the media was saying this was mostly peaceful protesting. So I understand that maybe because of the media where people kind of got confused on what a peaceful protest looks like and everything. But when you take a look at it, they're trying to go off and associate Trump with those with the few people that actually did something wrong on January 6, and engaged in some property damage. But the issue here is that they have no connection. They have no evidence of Trump doing anything to incite that. Now they go, well, he was going around telling about how the election was fraudulent. Well, you know, Hillary Clinton, I want to point that out, and the fact that the Democrats actually were colluding with foreign nationals, and we take a look at everything that happened on the 2020 election, such as the states going ahead and violating their own election laws, and as such, operated an election unconstitutionally, speaking the truth is not an incitement to violence. But They want to go off and they want to try and make this association. And so they're making false narratives in order to create a predicate to go on a fishing expedition to try and not investigate a crime to find the people involved, but to investigate people hoping that they will be able to find some sort of a crime. And so the people that have been lying and engaging in conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory are now trying to go off and use January 6th to go on yet another fishing expedition. To investigate people, hoping that they will eventually be able to find something that they could use in some sort of prosecution. And so the idea that a judge, and of course, I guess since this is an Obama appointed judge, we'd have no expectation that this judge has any fidelity to the rule of law, the constitution, or would actually be a neutral party. But predictably, an Obama era judge is a political hack who believes their position is to advance political narratives whenever possible. So this is one of those sickening things. But I would say here to the Democrats, you better be careful here because what you have just did was set up a precedent, a predicate, or I, you know what, I'll just stick with precedent, whereby the next Republican president can now go ahead and unseal all the records of Joe Biden and hand it over to a Republican-controlled Congress. Or as the Republicans now gain control of, you know, the House and the Senate can now cite this as precedent for subpoenaing any information that they want out of the Biden White House to engage in whatever investigation that they want to engage in. See, the Democrats, they never think about the long-term consequences of their particular actions. But again, the fact that they would go off and say that getting Trump records is vital to January 6th when they have not even been able to establish any connection of Trump actually being involved in, supporting, or inciting any of the violence. And in fact, the only thing that they have is Trump specifically stating peaceful protesting and to not get violent you know and coming out when the capitol was you know being reported as breached when we all know from the videos that are now available the protesters were invited in by the capitol police but trump took to twitter saying you know condemning you know the reports of there being a riot at the capitol condemning those who are engaged in it and telling people not to do it. And yet they're still trying to go off and make the claim that Trump was behind it, you know, Trump, you know, this, that, and the other thing in order to try and create some sort of predicate for them to do what no judge would ever have considered doing, not even left-wing judges up until now, which was to violate executive privilege to hand over documents with absolutely no basis. So I guess at this point, we're not surprised. The Democrats can make up anything that they want without evidence, manufacture, you know, their own evidence, you know, pay people to make it up, you know, including Russian disinformation specialists, run with it, and eventually a few years down the road when they are finally caught and called out for the complete liars that they are, they will suffer absolutely no consequences for it. So, of course, they're going to continue to lie and make stuff up and engage in every conspiracy theory because they always get rewarded for it and they never suffer any blowback when they get caught in a complete and total lie. All right. So, as if that wasn't bad enough, there are other things that are going on that we need to talk about as well. And that is the people that Biden is trying to appoint to certain positions. And the most dangerous nominee yet that he has put up for cabinet level position is that of the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, those who are designed to, you know, go after and regulate uh people, um, you know, TV stations uh and radio stations and determining who gets a license to broadcast and who does not and this is very scary as the democrats are once again trying to take the censorship that they have engaged in on facebook and twitter and now apply that same censorship to the news on tv and radio let's take a look
2: joe her name is Gigi sohn how petrified should every american be about her nomination?
0: Well, let's read back Gigi
2: Stone's own words. This is what she just had to say in 2020. Quote, I believe that Fox News has had the most negative impact on our democracy. It's state-sponsored propaganda with few, if any, opposing viewpoints. Where's the hearing about that? Stone also questioned Sinclair Broadcasting's, quote, fitness to be a broadcast licensee, unquote. In other words, she will go after the licenses of Fox News, of Sinclair, of anybody who disagrees with the Biden administration. He Yang couldn't draw it up any better. She cannot be confirmed because the FCC cannot be weaponized to squash free speech and viewpoints that the Biden administration just happens to disagree with. And-
0: now, this has to be one of Biden's most dangerous nominations yet. It's This person is a danger to the First Amendment and to the Constitutional Republic because let's go ahead and analyze what was actually being stated by the FCC nominee, nominee, which is, hey, if I had the opportunity, I would take and remove Fox News from the airwave. And let's face it, Fox News is just a stand-in for all conservative talk shows and news programs and wanting to go off and set them up as a danger to democracy. Why? Because they counter left-wing narratives with actual facts. Now, I'm not saying that Fox News is perfectly objective and that they don't have their own slant, but they're at least upfront and honest that, yes, they have a conservative slant to their news coverage, unlike CNN, who tries to promote themselves as objective journalists when they're full-on propagandists. Now, in trying to go off and say Fox News is a danger to democracy, is Fox News the one who gets caught repeatedly lying to the American people, promoting conspiracies, theories. Is Fox News the one that is always going out there and inciting violence among extremist groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa? No, they're not. Is Fox News the one that is always getting caught by Project Veritas bragging about how they lie and deceive the American people? No, that is CNN, NBC, MSNBC, and all of the other alphabet networks. So what they are doing here is the FCC chair is going off and trying to accuse Fox News of that which the liberal media is constantly getting caught doing. But this is the problem with the Democrat Party. They haven't met an authoritarian idea that they did not like. They take a look at places like China like North Korea, and all the other authoritarian governments crack down on all news and information, you know, the complete censorship. They take a look at books like George Orwell's 1984, and they take a look at that and go, hey, those are great ideas. Let's implement that here in the United States. That is their goal. That is their plan. They want to have complete control over all information, and you're not allowed to disagree with the Democrats' narrative even though the Democrats narrative is proven to be a complete and total lie. But just like they have seen on Facebook and on Twitter, having a complete and total information monopoly, controlling what you're allowed to see makes you easily manipulatable because what you're allowed to know, what you're allowed to see with your access to information controls what you think. And if they are able to have a complete monopoly on control of information, they're able to push whatever lie and propaganda that they want, just like they do through the public education system, as we started the show off with, where they keep pushing a narrative in an environment where they cannot be challenged. And we have seen the results of that. And it is sickening what it is that they are doing. The Democrat Party itself is in their ideology. Is completely incompatible with the constitution, incompatible with the ideas of individual liberty and freedom, incompatible with democracy because they are authoritarians that want to have complete control over every aspect of your life. And the problem that the democrats see to their authoritarian goals is the free access of information, the, the ability To, for people to go out there and point out, here are the actual facts, you know, and point out where the Democrats are lying to you. Because as long as people are able to access actual information, truth, where people are able to go off and see the evidence that debunks left wing narratives, it makes it hard for the Democrats to be able to take control, to be able to control every aspect of your life. Because the Democrats can't have an informed people and be able to obtain power. Because the more informed people are, the less likely they are to vote Democrat. So they have to keep you in an in a little bubble, a little information bubble, where they control the narratives, where they, they want to be able to create echo chambers from which you cannot escape from. This is Is incredibly scary. Should this person get nominated or, you know, confirmed to the head of the FCC, it's going to be only state approved media that is allowed to broadcast. It's only the proven fake news organizations such as CNN and NBC, such as the New York Times. Well, I guess the New York Times doesn't broadcast, but You get my point. And as far as it goes, it's not just Fox News that they are targeting. They're going to target all radio stations that have conservative content on it to have it removed from the airwaves. It's going to be a complete and total censorship, a complete ban on anybody who expresses any views not approved by the Democrat Party. And so this needs this nominee needs to be defeated we cannot in any way shape or form allow such a proven threat based on their own words a proven threat get in such a powerful position because this person themselves is the threat to democracy okay so going on here The Biden administration is having a lot of problems. And as much as I rail against the left wing media, you know, CNN, NBC, MSNBC, and the likes, Biden is doing so bad that he's even starting to lose their support and all of their coverage as they are now starting to call the Biden administration out. It's really kind of interesting because I think Biden expected to get the same, you know, um, sycophantic media coverage from the left-wing organizations that Obama got while Obama was in office. Now, some of you may be going, well, this is just a sign that now that they've gotten out of Trump, they've reanalyzed how they did the news, and they're maybe trying to get back into actual journalism. No, 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 no. That is not the goal here of the left-wing media. That is not the motivation behind them taking a look at the Biden administration and going, you know what, your policies are actually sucking and... Hurting the American people. That is not the left wing's goal. It's not about truth and information. If they have to engage in some level of actual journalism to get to their ultimate goal, they will actually do so for a little bit. But let's keep in mind that the actual goal of the media that is now calling out the Biden administration for their failed policies is not to be journalists, but to get Biden out of the way. For Kamala Harris to, you know, put on pressure on Biden to resign so that the media can then go out and have the first female black president of the United States, which then gives them the cover of saying that any criticism of how bad her policies are, which will be indistinguishable from the Biden administration, indistinguishable from Joe Biden himself but they will at least have the cover of calling anybody who calls out how bad those policies are as racist and sexist. So they get to go off just like the Obama administration. Any criticism is based in racism, but they get the added benefit of being able to claim sexism as well so that they can then have the cover because they can't go off and defend Biden on the basis of calling everyone who disagrees with him racist or sexist because Joe Biden is an old white male. So they don't have that cover. So their goal here is to just get Biden out of the way so that they can have Kamala Harris and then use her race and her gender as cover for any, for her failed policies and to shut down any criticism of just how bad Democrat governance is. And so here's the, well, first off, we're going to take a clip uh, of Fox News calling out the Biden administration. And then we'll go to the left wing media calling out some of that as well. So we're going to go through here because the Biden administration is trying to make up excuses for their failed policies. You know, excuses for the rising cost of energy, excuses for why everything is just going to crap but their excuses are not being accepted. They're being called out and easily debunked. So let's uh, go ahead and have, um, what is it, Larry Kudlow, I believe. Yes, uh, Larry Kudlow pointing out that the Biden administration's claims that there's nothing that they can do regarding higher energy costs is complete bullcrap. Here's Larry Kudlow ca- calling them out.
1: Uh, 54% increase for heating oil, 43% for natural gas, 30% uh, for electricity. I mean, it's, uh, excuse me, natural gas is at 30%. So, does the administration have any tools in order to deal with this?
0: There are tools, they just don't want to use them. Got it. They don't even want to take it seriously. I mean, let's not make this any harder than it needs to be. If you have an imbalance of supply and demand, as Grady just reported then you increase supply. America is the largest producer of energy in the world if the administration would let America produce, okay? That includes oil. That includes natural gas. Heck, it even includes coal. Coal's been the biggest gainer. I don't think that's what they wanted, but people are desperate, and coal's become our great export. Open the spigot, Stan. Open the spigots. Stop closing pipelines in Michigan. Stop closing Anwar. Stop closing the XL pipeline. Produce more. And so as you can see there, that is part of the reason why the Biden's FCC nominee wants to remove Fox News from the airway because they provide a pretty inconvenient truth that counters Democrat narratives. So the Democrat narrative is, oh, energy costs are rising. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, this is part of the, you know, uh, the cartel of OPEC nations. And our only way to be able to get out of the energy crisis, the increasing cost, is to go all in on green energy, you know, solar, wind, and the likes. That's our only way out of the rising costs of energy because of the OPEC nations uh, holding us hostage and raising prices. And then Fox News coming out and going, well, no, that's not actually true because the United States is an energy rich country. And under the Trump administration, we were producing lots of energy, so much so that we were exporting uh, all these energy sources, oil, gas and coal, because we had such a surplus. And during the Trump administration, the cost of energy actually dropped. You know, the gas prices dropped after Trump took office. And we take a look at, you know, all the other things where inflation was kept down, people's pay were going up higher than inflation, and therefore people were actually being lifted out of poverty. And then in comes the Biden administration. And what do they do? They manufacture an energy shortage. They start shutting down energy production, uh, oil pipelines, all of that because, you know, they don't like them being fossil fuels because they have this narrative that fossil fuels contribute to man-made climate change, which, by the way, they still haven't been able to prove in every prediction they've ever created over the last 120 years on climate change, and trying to claim it's man-made, has been proven false. Now, they've never gotten a single prediction right out of all the experts. Only on the left can you be wrong 100% of the time and still be claimed as an expert. But the fact that Fox News will go out there and point out that, no, this is not because of OPEC. This is not because there is an actual energy shortage. Is because the Biden administration made a deliberate decision to reduce energy production, to create an artificial shortage that is causing the rising prices. And if Biden wanted to, he could fix this in a heartbeat by repealing the policies that he had previously put into place. Well, that is an inconvenient truth to the left's narrative. The left's narrative is, oh, there's an energy shortage, we'll be running out of fossil fuels, and we must make the switch to clean energy, which, by the way, you know, solar and wind and the likes, you know, the energy that they promote as clean is not really anywhere near as clean as they claim to be. In fact, in a lot of cases, they're actually worse for the environment, and interesting enough, Michael Moore actually called out the so-called green energy for that. But, and, but on top of that, solar and wind are horribly inefficient and horribly expensive. So even if we made the switch, we would be paying much higher costs and we would have rolling blackouts throughout the entire country Because they wouldn't be able to provide for our energy needs. But the Democrats are going out there and saying, well, you know, we must be willing to scale down our lifestyles. Oh, yeah, sure. If you have tens of millions of dollars to billions of dollars, sure, you can afford to, you know, scale down your lifestyle just a little bit, pay higher costs, you know, all in the name of saving the planet which you manufactured, the, that the planet is actually in danger of climate change right now, or that climate change is man-made. But for those of us at the lower end of the economic scale, being able to, or uh, being told that we must be willing to pay more for less is more than a minor inconvenience. It's the difference between survival and not surviving, right? But this is why they want to get rid of Fox News because Fox News actually informs of what the actual problem is. And the problem is the Democrats. I mean, even the New York Times has come out and actually admitted that blue states are the problems to most of the issues or to most of the social issues facing the country. So, yeah, if you want to see, you know, prices go down and energy costs go back to being affordable, All Biden has to do is reverse his previous policies. Okay, so another reason why they want to get rid of stations like Fox News is because Fox News also points out that inflation is actually a backdoor tax on the American people. And that is a very inconvenient truth to the Biden administration who wants to go off and claim that they're only increasing taxes on the millionaires and billionaire class finding out that they are putting in backdoor taxes, just like the corporate tax rate is actually just a tax on the people as the corporations get all their money from us buying their goods, products and services. You know, just like the corporate tax is a tax on us, so is inflation. And so here's Fox News making the case for that.
1: So we heard from the truck driver that the woman who is running her own business and has to move out of state, out of California, and the White House is more focused on their spending plan and not the supply chain crisis. We've got inflation at the highest in three decades. Now, truckers being put out of business. What do you say? It's yeah, it's totally crazy. We have not addressed our supply chain crisis in an appropriate manner at all. And when you know Biden's talking about more spending, more spending is only contributing to our inflation woes. And then to pay for all this spending, you've got to have more taxes of course that contributes to inflation as well i just don't understand the calculus here because it's not working clearly and things are only getting worse and more expensive for all of america you know what's happening is working class families
0: and senior citizens on a fixed income pensions their pension power is getting eroded just another reason why the fcc nominee wants to take fox news and fox business and all conservatives off the airways because it points out how the Biden administration is increasing taxes not on the millionaires and billionaires but on you. And in, and they make a very good point here about inflation being a tax. Because what is inflation? Inflation is you having to pay more for the same products and services that used to cost less. Right? And when the government or engages in action that requires you to spend more of your money, For the same goods, that's a tax. There is really no difference between inflation and the government increasing, you know, officially increasing the the stated tax rate. The effects are exactly the same, and they're both being caused by government, where the government is going off and they are borrowing money at today's values. Then they print off a bunch of money, destroying the purchasing power, uh, the current purchasing power of the dollar. Right. So that the money that they pay back with interest is worth less in purchasing power than the money that they borrowed. Right. And so the effect is someone has to pay for that. And who's going to pay for that? You. You're going to pay for that by having to spend more money to get the same products and services that you could previously get for less money. When you have to pay more money to pay for the actions of the government. That's a tax. And it's a very inconvenient truth to the left. All right. Now, here's where we get to the left wing media going out and calling out members of the Biden administration because they have no good answers. They have no good answers to what they're going to do to solve the right, the inflation problem, the rising costs, the economy, because it's their policies that are destroying the economy that are making things harder and harder on the American people. And the only answer is to reverse course and repeal all of the policies that they put in place. But doing so while solving the economic problems of the country would be an admission of their policies being a complete failure, which destroys the narrative that they are all so smart, they have all the answers to everything. But the left wing media, is calling out the Biden administration. And it is just, it is funny to watch them, you know, be surprised that they're being called out and uh, on their bull crap, because that's all they have. They have nothing but empty statements and platitudes, you know, and what was it? uh, One of uh, Biden's economic advisors, you know, going off and saying, yes, and we have shovel ready jobs oh yeah, we remember the last time a Democrat talked about a spending uh, package that was passed by Congress with the claims of having shovel-ready jobs. The money just went to waste, you know, to a bunch of fraud, waste, and abuse is where all the money went to. It just disappeared, evaporated, didn't go towards anything they claimed that the money was being set aside for. Really pathetic. But yes, the Democrats are the problem And that's why they don't have any good answers to what they can do to solve the problem. So their only answer is to just make up a bunch of excuses and try and scapegoat the problem to avoid anybody from realizing, hey, actually the problem is your policies. And from all your statements and actions, it's not accidental. It's not a flaw of your policies, but it's actually the purposeful intention of your policy to create a bunch of pain and suffering so here it is uh, clip number five
1: mr secretary pete uh, what then is the explanation for the labor shortage why are people not going back to work why are we seeing i mean countless businesses without employees that want to come to work
2: yeah, look, well, this issue is real. Uh, talk to uh, you know certainly any small business owner, and we're seeing it a lot in the transportation sector. Uh, for example, when you see those uh, uh, those ships uh, that are at anchor in the port, some of those issues actually might have to do with the, the availability of truckers a thousand miles inland. Now, there are a lot of things contributing mm-hmm. to this. One of them is child care, of course, which is why the president's Build Back Better vision is going to be good for the labor market. Also, some of these professions, frankly, uh, just need to be a better job. I mean, if you look at transportation and warehousing compensation in real terms it is way down from where it was a generation ago and that helps to explain why with trucking for example at the biggest employers the annual turnover rate think about this the annual turnover rate for truck drivers is 90 percent that's a sign of some real issues with the quality of the job and we've got to work on that too
1: Okay, so uh, you've 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 brought it, the explanation down to one job, trucking, and the quality of the life, the quality of that job. But we have companies across America that are offering people fifteen, twenty dollars an hour. They're offering health care for the first time in businesses where they have seventeen-year-olds doing the job because they can't get adults to come to work. So, you know, before COVID, before Biden, there was a problem with child care and people still went to work.
0: Now, that is great because here it is, Pete Buttigieg trying to make up excuses for the supply chain problems as a result of Biden's policies. And what is he doing? He's going out there trying to blame it on the trucking industry and the lack of available child care. And surprisingly, Mika here from the morning schmo, or excuse me, morning joe. You know, Mika is going out there going, yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I get what you're trying to say here, but we have, but the problems that you cited with the turnover rate of truckers existed before COVID, before Biden. The issues with childcare existed before COVID, before Biden. And yet, people still went to work and under Trump, even with those problems we had a booming economy. So how is it, you know, and let me kind of expand upon it. How is it that you're trying to say that the problem is the trucking company and affordable childcare when when those problems still existed previously, we still had a booming economy. And then goes off to talk about how, you know, since uh, all of this, you know, since COVID and such, that companies are offering Higher wages are offering more benefits to try and get people back into the workforce. Right. But maybe the problem is all the payments that people were receiving to stay out of the workforce. Right. Maybe it was that whole stimulus check policies that, which by the way, I'm not exonerating Trump on the whole stimulus check because the first stimulus came from the Trump administration. And yes you know, if the government is going to shut things down and prevent you from working and earning an income, they do need to compensate because that's kind of the same thing in my mind as eminent domain. But the continued stimulus checks, the continued, you know, uh payments on uh the ex- extending of the child tax credit being paid out monthly now, you know, all of that has been contributing to people staying out of the workforce. And so, I, I was really surprised as Mika called out Buttigieg, a Democrat, for saying, "Yeah, yeah, 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 your explanation is bullcrap because we've had booming economies, even with the problems that you are now citing. So why don't you try and tell us what the real problem is so that we can get to the real solution? But the Biden administration has no interest in this conversation because the real problem is Biden's policies which are the policies supported by most of the Democrat Party. Okay, so there's one other thing here. So as disastrous as everything is going for the Democrats, rhino Republicans couldn't help themselves but to help give Biden a win and a win on a disastrous bill. But they're out there trying to defend the swamp bill. And some of the claims that they have been making have been outrageous, like, well, see, this actually helps because now it takes away uh, their ability to shift focus away from the Build Back Better bill. And so now they can't try and c- combine the bills together in one passage and conflate the two. But now all, so we needed to pass a, one disastrous bill in order to highlight just how m- bad the other disaster bill is. It doesn't make any sense here. But here's one rhino Republican trying to go off and spin and try and create an explanation defending his disastrous vote.
1: Um, If you are opposed to Green New Deal spending, why did you vote for the $1.2 trillion infrastructure package then, when paltry little of it goes toward actual highways, roads, bridges, and that's, that's a lot of the misinformation that's out out of uh, that's out there. And that's why people uh, don't understand the difference between the physical infrastructure bill and this monstrosity, this terrible reconciliation bill that Democrats are doing. You know, there's a rumor out there that only 10% of uh, the infrastructure bill actually goes to infrastructure. That's simply not true. Almost half of it goes, is the highway trust fund. It goes to roads and bridges. 10% of it's probably going to come to New York alone. Where, that infrastructure bill is going to, uh, you know, help roads, uh, and bridges, roads that were underwater and sandy that still haven't been fixed in my district, sewers, clean water, airports, seaports, uh, a, lot, a lot of good money is going to actual infrastructure is going to bring jobs. And I'm not just talking about construction jobs. It's going to bring uh, businesses are going to be able to grow because of this spending. It's one time spending. It's not going to be spent every year uh, after, after the five years. It's, it's, up. it's one time.
0: Now, what complete and total crap that attempt at defending his disastrous vote is? Now, he wants to go off and say that this is all going towards infrastructure. We all know that it's going to be wasted through fraud and, and and government incompetence. We know it's just like it was under the Obama administration. But another problem here is this is not the federal government's job or responsibility. And see, this is part of the problem with the explanation is that it believes in big government, the big federal government that is supposed to do everything and that the states don't have to actually live up to their responsibilities. Because when you take a look at this, where you take a look at the roads and the bridges, where they are bad and in disrepair, it's in blue states because they are so horribly run. They have high taxes, but the taxes don't go towards the basic services of government. It goes towards all of their lunatic policies that are expensive, welfare programs, and all of that, rather than maintaining basic stuff. So when he goes off, he talks about the infrastructures, you know, the roads, bridges, and ports. He's basically talking about all that spending going to blue states. And who's paying for that? Red states. It's states like Florida, Iowa, Texas, Arizona. States that are run uh, good, uh, competently, and fist with fiscal responsibility. And so we're being punished with the government coming in with taxes to take money out of red states and redistribute it to blue states to subsidize their horrible, the results of their horrible failed policies. But they put it under the guise of infrastructure as if this is a national benefit when really it's only a benefit to blue states because they're the ones that need to be subsidized because of how bad they are run. And that's the big issue when you take a look at, you know, uh, the policies under Obama, or basically in all big major spending bills that come out of D.C. authored by the Democrats, is that it's trying to redistribute wealth in order to subsidize the failed policies of the Democrats in blue states where most of the problems are. Even the New York Times has come out and said that, no, the blue states are the problem. <sighs> but the rhino class, you know, they don't care. They, they believe their job is to go to D.C. specifically to spend as much money as possible. They've bought into the Democrats' big government narrative. All right, one last thing here. So Representative uh, Jim Jordan, You know, I I like Jim Jordan. I think he is a good representative. But as you know, there is redistricting going on as the result of the 2020 election. And I want to make sure that I get this correct here. You know, so as being reported by Just the News, Jim Jordan is being basically redistricted to be removed from Congress. I mean, it is gerrymandering at its worst here. So Ohio representative Jim Jordan blasted members of his own party Tuesday, accusing state Republicans of attempting to oust him from office following the release of a proposed Ohio redistricting map. They tried it when I stood up to former Speaker John Boehner, and now they're trying it again. Jordan said in the statement Rhinos and special interests in Ohio state capital are attempting to draw me out. Of a congressional district. The gerrymandered map was just released this week and it draws my home into a district halfway across the state, a district that currently favors Democrats 19 percentage points. So here it is. The Democrats are going off, and I'm not the Democrats, but the Republican rhinos are trying to get Jim Jordan out of office because, well, He makes the rhinos look bad because Jim Jordan actually goes through to promote conservative values and calls out the rhinos for all of their backstabbing betrayals of the Republican Party. And so they go through and they do this redistricting map, you know, and so let me get a visual here. Let's say this is Jim Jordan's home, right? Here's the surrounding counties and communities. Here's the uh, district that is full of Democrats that are heavily Democrats, they come in and they basically go, okay, let's draw this district. So it's going to go all he Oh, sorry, uh, here and then go all the way over here, halfway across the state on this very thin line and then back over here. So we just created a congressional district where Jim Jordan's district is halfway across the state from where he lives. And it's drawn in such a way to favor Democrats by 19 points yeah, we, we know what's going on here. So, uh, you know, we really need to get rid of the rhino class. We need to do a deep dive on everybody running at every level of government and get rid of the rhinos. All right. So that's it uh, for this episode. I'd like to thank you so much for watching this on rumble. Yes. This will be uploaded to rumble first, uh bit shoot, and then released on YouTube later. All right. The audio version of the show will be available everywhere. Podcasts are available. All right. Thank you so much. Don't forget uh, to subscribe, smash that like button Uh, for the audio listeners. Don't forget to leave me a rating and a review and share this around anywhere where free speech is still allowed. Thank you so much. And I will be back again soon.